Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I am your host as always, David Calvert, and thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Uh, If you're new to the show, welcome. If you are a veteran of the show, welcome back, and thank you guys so much. And uh, let's get started on our journey in the car. Today there's going to be a little departure from the normal show. This is the 180th episode and I've decided to include the audio from a recent Facebook Live where Errol Erdeman read the foreword to my upcoming novel, Hurling Towards Home, A Story of Hope. So here you guys go. I hope you enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. It is... uh hopefully fixed this time um yeah hopefully it is fixed this time just gotta get different headphones all right errol is watching yes let's get these headphones plugged in make it all nice all right okay let's see if it works this time (laughs) okay all right Take two. Take two. All right. Okay. All right. Perfect. It's just so weird. Why does this, for some reason, the light works like this, and I take my finger away, and I'm super bright. <laughs> Trying to figure, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. So problems here, there, you know what, we're all growing. So that's the thing. So we're all trying to do cool stuff, and uh, we've got to learn along the way. I just wonder why, like, what is up with the, it's so weird. Okay. I'm going to just turn this thing off. Okay. All right. All right. So we are back. We are back. We are live. We have some people back. Uh, so uh, I think Shelly's the only one I didn't see join back. Hopefully she'll be back in a second. But yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, she's, she's heard the forward. She's read the forward. She helped to edit it. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. So I know she's. She took excited. her red pen. <laughs> We're back. All right. Very cool. Oh. So let's see Janaid there. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So maybe, yeah, I don't know how you want it to go. So we have before. We can definitely go through it. Uh, anything you wanted to share? Like, really, the book is phenomenal. Like, I just have to say that I was really excited to just be able to help contribute to this book because of the type. It's just really if I think back to like my childhood and growing up, like there are certain attachments to these stories. There's a certain attachment to star Wars and all these things. It's, it just transcends like a movies that you just watch. Like these are part, it's like almost like there's something about pop culture and things that just get in your mind and they stay there. They become part of you. And so this genre of film, it's like part of me. And I think part of everybody that these films resonate with and uh, just because of the fact that it was within that realm and had an opportunity, you know, thank you, David, to be able to contribute. I love to write and ultimately to be able to contribute to the creativity that is part of that was like a phenomenal opportunity. So I really, I really appreciate it. And I took this as a real opportunity to try to contribute uh, really to the overall story. And then I was blown away when I got the actual copy of the book or the portion of the book that I, that I was able to read. Uh, and just really phenomenal story, phenomenal everything. Nobody, I don't, nobody's going to be disappointed. There's going to be a lot of really great opportunities that's going to come from this. So thank you. And everybody that's watching, uh, it definitely is going to be worth the time to read. And you're going to be wanting more 
and there's so much more that can be done with this. So David's really got something solid. It's coming from a true fan that really gets this genre. And, um, and yeah, so just something is phenomenal. So yeah, I guess that's my, my piece there. All right. All right. Well, yeah. So if you want to go ahead and uh, read the forward and then we'll, we'll start, uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the book and, uh, and then go from there. Okay. All right. So I'll go, I'll go into the forward. Let me give a little of the background of my story, how I'm even connected to any of this okay. too, in terms oh, yeah. of this whole genre. So I remember as a kid, like I remember Star Wars, like I'm, you know, close to 40 and I, I hate to say it, but my family, they don't think at the same time that Star Wars is the best movie of all time, which I don't get. But for me, it's like I could watch it over and over and over again. It could just be on repeat. And so ultimately, I remember watching as a kid and seeing Star Wars just being blown away by it. You know, it's the same movie making time of the 80s, which was a really different time. Uh, but I remember watching, you know, these movies as they were coming out. And then I remember seeing a lot of other movies as I, as I grew up. And I really spent a lot of time like absorbing that information and expanded my, my, my creative mind. Uh, and, you know, I'm a huge fan of Blade Runner and all these films as they come out. And right now, as I'm a little bit older, I still really love these types of movies. But what I found, at least right now, is a lot of the films that are coming out, they don't really capture that same uh, feeling, you know, as maybe some of these older movies that came out that were so in-depth. There's so much of a focus, really, on the, like, the CG and, and all this, and it's almost like spoon-fed. But the depth of some of the things uh, that we've seen as we kind of look at these films, and some films now do capture it. Uh, but at the same time, it's this focus on this different type of storytelling. And uh, I think they really captured something with these films. And uh, at any rate, so that for that reason, I'm always looking to try to consume some of this, this type of content to recapture some of what I felt when I initially saw Star Wars or some of what I felt when I saw like movies like Legend and, and things of this nature. So uh, so that's kind of the kind of the background. So I'm a, a true fan. And I think that the, the folks that really are drawn to this type of thing, it cuts every type of work, every type of, I don't know, uh, culture. It's just something about this type of film that's just different. So, um, so yeah, so take it with that in mind. So here's the forward to, uh, to the book, uh, Hurtling Towards a Home, A Story of Hope. Yes. All right, so here's the forward. <laughs> world, world premiere, never been, never been read before. You're watching it as it is happening. So. Quote, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Time to die. Rutger Howard, Blade Runner. What is it about this genre of storytelling that gives the creative mind room to expand? that endears the characters and the depicted words so much to us. If you are like me, you can reflect on memorable experiences of watching film and reading stories when you are so impressed by the vision created that you found yourself eager to enjoy the wonder and awe of, these, of those creative works again and again. These are pieces of artistic work that can, can be revisited or discussed with other fans, enriching our sense of appreciation of existence. There is something unique in the experience of having been given a glimpse of something new, a novel perspective to consider, one void of the impossible, one given creative license to set free the limits of imagination placed on us by a practical world. 
it is encouraging to know that these exciting, interesting, and compelling visions of variations of the world, uh, which have been created by others, invite our own creative possibilities. Think of the booming beginning of the opening scroll of Star Wars, the classic imagery from the expansive zoom into the Tyrell building and the opening of Blade Runner, the unforgettable climactic scenes of Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, the tension building vision of Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, the heart and depiction of the world of Avatar, or the imposing imagery of what could have been from the ill-fated Jarodowski's Dune. These expansive journeys through time and space offer escape from the day-to-day. -day. Unlike when we watch other film genres bombarding us these days, these experiences enrich our imagination and have a lasting impression upon us. They last far longer than the impact of a polished trailer followed by a shallow CG heavy blockbuster. Those we simply pay to consume, forget about within one week and feel creatively empty and in need of a more substantive new vision. Unlike superficial blockbusters, the classics of the sci-fi film genre are lavish and artistic expression, giving us something significant to chew on. They add value to our collective creative imagination, which helps us progress in enriching thought. We can create more, we can create more because of experiences like these and the visions we create then have so much more depth to them. So much so that we take comfort in knowing we can always go back in our imaginations and visit those created worlds. It has been said that all stories are rehashes of previously told stories. In the good ones though, we are given a hint of something familiar while simultaneously awed by a new variation or unique possibility. It is interesting that some creations push envelopes while others exist in the same space yet do no more than explore the conventional landscape. So often on the big screen, we are fed technological visions of so-called better movies, but in actuality, these have no soul and no lasting quality. Since there's so much money going into these films, it's understandable that producing creative, envelope-pushing, value-rich work has its challenges. Works that succeed in enriching and expanding our imagination gift us with a more sophisticated creative language. <clears throat> in a life that can often be brutally tough and senseless for many, these creations are true gifts. They give us places for our imaginations to go that are not restricted by the harsh realities that so often suppress our ingenuity and make us focus on the mundane. If we can close our eyes and recall the visions presented by these creative works, we, like them, are unbound by time and space. The things we see and the moments we experience are only ever elusive when we can no longer imagine. Hurtling towards a home, a story of hope, is a boundless journey through time and space 
and the creative imagination. It is hope in story form. It is a continuation of this creative trek we have traversed for decades, extending from the confines of our planet to the ever expanding reaches of outer space. We find ourselves taken on a journey that builds on the familiar, yet gives us glimpses of new possibilities. What is so fantastic is that the story arc in the work before us, looking outward in search of hope, is a reflective expression of the enduring story of our humanity. It is another wonderful creative expression and an opportunity for us to expand our imagination to infinity and beyond. Quote, Deep in the human unconscious is a pervasive need for a logical universe that makes sense. But the real universe is always one step beyond logic. Frank Herbert from Dune. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that, that just, I mean, you know, that's what I wanted in the story, what you wrote. That was my vision and my dream and my goal was to create this universe where people just wanted to get lost there. They just wanted to be a part of it. They just wanted to hear more. They wanted to hear other stories. They wanted to learn more about these characters and to, you know, relive those memories of those movies that, that stuck with us. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I watched uh, Star Wars. I'll never forget the first time I watched uh, Dune or, or, or Blade Runner or any of these movies uh, that are so near and dear to anyone who loves science fiction. Um, you know, those, those classics. Um, and that's what I wanted to kind of try and recreate. And I hope that I've done that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I hope to keep writing these uh, for years to come and sharing these stories throughout this, uh, this new universe that I'm exploring with these characters. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that you you did it. Um, you know, I would definitely I appreciate being able to contribute the forward, um, but I really wouldn't have been able to to do to really put together what I did without really feeling what I did as I was reading, and ultimately, really the the, the story that's there and how expansive it is and how it really opens up really to the possibilities of tapping into that story and the things you pull in that really kind of tie in many different uh, pieces to this overall story. It's almost like it's an overall story that's been going on, you know, creatively on film and on in, in book for, for quite a while. Um, so this kind of continues it. And what's really cool about it is that uh, on film right now, they're really not doing a good job of continuing it. So at least to be able to have this story here that could potentially be, I guess, sprouted off into more books or perhaps film going forward. Um, it's exciting. It's an exciting possibility. And it doesn't, you know, it, it, it does not let, you know, it doesn't let you down. Uh, like say, uh, uh, was it Prometheus from Aliens? Oh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it had so much potential and it was actually, I really wanted to like it. I would still love to watch it, but I keep on getting let down or, you know, it's a little bit of a different area, but like Batman versus Superman, it's not really sci-fi, but at the same time, it's, it's devoid of something. Um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing, like you said, is there's just so many movies that are coming out and they're so scared to push the envelope because every time they try to, the movie's just not well received. I mean, I thought John Carter was a fantastic film. 
Um, it had a lot of potential. Disney poured hundreds of millions of dollars into it. It was one of the first science fiction novels written. It was back in the early 1900s um, when we made a discovery that we thought there might be water on Mars, meaning there might have at one time been life on Mars. And uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote this fantastic series of five books just because we found potentially water on Mars um, or like Ender's Game. I mean, that's a series of 19 books. They could do so much with that movie-wise, but again, people didn't resonate with it at the time, um, whereas more of the movies like Transformers, uh, you know, really bring in the crowds because of the explosions and the special effects and the CG, and it's not really about the story. It's just about watching robots blow stuff up. And uh, so, you know, I do enjoy watching those movies. Uh, those are like my guilty pleasure movies, but I always get drawn back to watching like the stuff that's got the overarching story. Like actually right now I'm rewatching the series uh, Battlestar Galactica that Sci-Fi did uh, back in 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite because uh, there's so much politics and intrigue and, and human element stories that just really you don't get that kind of writing, um, you know, in, in today's movies, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, it could be too, just the, the amount of attention, like thinking of how, a, what a story is and how, you know, some people, I think maybe it's part of the genre too, want to explore more facets of the story without necessarily having like uh, some of the engaging parts of some of the of the films, like it may just be that it's, it's CG and they're trying to, to, to feed it to you, but at the same time, uh, they're probably needing to keep to a certain pace to kind of keep the movie going forward but at the same time maybe you know there's just something about for example if you're just taking like like that long shot from uh you know from Blade Runner that's coming in like a lot of people think Blade Runner is too slow but that's the point of it like the depth of the of the shots and the depth of the world like that you can sit and like you can spend time in the world it's not necessarily a start stop finish story uh, that's all tidied up. Um, it leaves room for imagination and interpretation. And if everything is sort of like spoon fed to you, or it's made to just look completely polished uh, and good for say a trailer, like it's just not going to have the same heart to like, for you to like pour yourself into and like stay in that world. Like even the new star Wars, like a lot of the, the, the prequels, like they just didn't, they didn't really capture the same thing. And it's, they're using all this new animation all this new technology, but there's just a, a lack of some things. They recaptured it, I think, in the, you know, in uh, episode, uh, episode eight. Yeah, so the, the first, the Force Awakens, no. like they recaptured seven. it, but it just, you know, seven, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and my mom's actually watching this right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw her out there. Uh, that was one of her biggest complaints with the actual prequels was the fact that they didn't seem as polished and as professional and as, um, you know, that everything seemed more advanced than the technology they had uh, in the originals. Uh, so much so that it didn't seem possible that that was actually the past. Um, and so that was one of her biggest complaints with the prequels uh, was that it just didn't have that kind of classic uh, uh, vibe that the, the originals had. And of course, now that the new ones have, um, I think uh, rogue one, which you actually can't really see it that well, but uh, uh, you know, I actually wearing that shirt right now. And then uh, um, the actual uh, solo movies were great because they kind of tried to recapture some of that and some of the humor and the, 
the classic look of the original films. Yeah, it must get to like, again, the, the soul, like what what is the soul and the heart of, I mean, I see this in connection with people too. You know, it's not necessarily like the most polished uh, thing that people want to connect with or the, you know, the pop songs that come out that are all over the radio and they sound good and they get in your head. It's not necessarily about these types of uh, stories that are easy to just consume and maybe easy to sell. Um, like if you look at Dune, I mean, that is a long movie and there is a depth to it. It's, uh, you know, they had some pushing visuals and things of that nature for the time, uh, but you can still pick it up and like get into it. Um, and, and there's like a reason that like the new Blade Runner that they made and you compare it to the old one, um, it, it had a lot that was awesome about it, but it didn't it really didn't capture that same soul from the original Blade Runner and I know I've, I've watched the making of Blade Runner. They've, they have this different sets that come out that have multiple versions, the different cuts. Right. And then within there, they have like the making of. So the amount of time and effort that uh, Ridley Scott put into creating the art of Blade Runner and the depth, like you see that just in like the lighting that comes in. And there's just something deeper that that, that, that conveys. So... Yeah, I mean, and that's so true. And I think a lot of it has to do with also that lived-in feel. I know from the uh, reading about the uh, different Star Wars movies as well, you know, that was one thing that Lucas uh, was very big on. And then, of course, uh, Ridley Scott did so well with Blade Runner is everything was a mess. There was not things just, like, put up neatly. It wasn't a sterile environment. Um, so it kind of felt like, wow, you know, if I lived in this world, this could be my house. Yeah, I'd leave the plates on the kitchen uh, uh, sink as well. You know, I wouldn't wash them right away. Uh, so it kind of had that, you know, people have been here a long time. Uh, they, they've, they've lived here. Mm -hmm. They've seen some stuff. You know, they, they know what's going on. They know the area. They know the neighborhood's not that great. You know, so you can kind of relate on a personal level, even if you don't really realize that you're, that you're doing it. You know, it's just kind of like a subconscious thing going on. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder too some of like what it is that would make these types of films, for example, resonate with some and others not. And it almost like some people may go to certain pieces of work and really be looking to get something out of it or for it to just be a passing of their time. But there's something different when you have your mind open to really get into the piece of work. And it might be kind of like art is where there's probably people that will take a look at one piece of art and say, this is great. Others not. And there's some things that you just look at and you would have to spend time to really just sit and watch and absorb. But then the meaning behind it, it seeps into you. And because you understand it and you look at it a certain way, it gives you just a different perspective and uh, it adds to your life. It's not just a product that you purchase and you get entertained, you go on no, you're really like, this is becoming part of your, your subconscious or your, your creative mind. And it's, it's growing and it's somebody put their creative mind significantly into it, not just to sell it, but to impress upon you this vision, this creative vision. Yes, absolutely. And like, like Junaid said, they're uh, very well staged scenes. They, they put everything together uh, so well because they wanted you to think and see those little uh, details and, um, you know, and, and make those connections. And uh, like you said, I mean, yeah, I mean, some people look at a piece of art or a poster. As you can see, I've got a couple. <laughs> and these are just a small collection that we've got probably about 300 uh, movie posters here in the house. Um, and, uh, you know, just 
you know, some people really enjoy them. Some people are like, oh, yeah, it's a movie poster. Okay. Or, or why do you like that movie? Like Man on Ledge or, or Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. uh, they, they usually ask me, they're like, you actually like that film? And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of fun. I, of course, I read the book as well, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, everybody's got kind of their preference of what they like, what they don't like. And, and you know, I, you know, I'm glad that, this is something that's resonating with people because everybody who's had a chance to read pieces of it has been super thrilled uh, and wanting to read more. And, you know, it's, it's just been so encouraging because it's really made me excited about continuing writing those books and then energized me to write other books. Um, like the one that I just got in the mail today. Uh, this is uh, the journey begins heroes or monsters. This was actually inspired by somebody on LinkedIn, Robert Kelly uh, from LinkedIn. Uh, inspired me to write this story for him. And uh, this is actually my grandmother's copy. She's watching as well. So uh, I still have to sign it and then mail it to her. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's it's inspired me to get, start writing so much more because so many people have, like, really energized me and, and, and charged me up and made me, like, oh, you know, I've, I've hit something here that's really popular and really um, important to people still, and there is a market for this, and I should keep writing these stories uh, because they're – are still people who want more than just that two hours of watching stuff blow up. They actually want a story. And so that's really, you know, really excited me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing here, maybe we can share. I know we had talked about kind of having a, a, an offer to kind of offer something back for everybody in a way to build more community uh, offer really something that seems like it will be a lot of value to everybody that's drawn to this. You know, but the biggest big thing here really uh, that I think is that this type of work, it pulls community in in a way that really a lot of other work perhaps can't. There is a very niche focus here for those that are really drawn to this at a deep, a deep level. Um, and again, it crosses, you know, so many different lines of the type of business that somebody does, where they live, um, even, you know, perhaps age. Uh, and in this case, it's a, it's a way to pull people in. So if we can help provide another way to connect, like it's one thing, if you get around somebody that likes Star Wars, right? You can literally talk about Star Wars for days. Like you can talk for an hour, two, three, four hours. Like you can talk about it tomorrow. And so why, like, why is that? It's because there's this connection and there's like more to explore. And if you, you know, there's somebody watching here, Syed, who's, you know, from my financial center. And we talk about like the fountain, right? Have you seen the fountain? Uh, yes. Like, like the fountain is like Darren Aronofsky is just like out of control, creative mind making these incredible films like that movie. Literally, they built the set and then like tore it down. They had to try to make it twice. But that movie, for example, is not like a super commercial movie. But the thing is, there's so much depth to it. Like you get around anybody that has an appreciation of the, that type of film or something. And you know that you're tracking on a certain point and you can take the creative minds and like build. So the community that this can help to facilitate is like phenomenal. So, um, so yeah, we want to share a little more about how we thought to kind of help feed the community or build community more. And Janae, I know Janae's watching. And so we have one idea of how to kind of uh, sort of uh, take this idea, take an action step forward and kind of help to build stronger community with everybody that's drawn here. Okay. Well, uh, one thing that we've been, uh, we've been working on or talking about is actually doing uh, live movie discussions. So we take a movie um, and somebody in the community who's watched it or wants to pick a movie 
and actually go through and talk about that movie. Uh, I believe the one that uh, we're, we're talking about right now doing is going to be Aquaman, um, which I'm super excited about. I haven't got a chance to see it yet. I've been so busy uh, with Christmas and holidays and work and everything, uh, but I'm going to go see it tomorrow and then we'll be able to talk about it on the show. So that's what I, what we want to do is actually bring people on, discuss great science fiction films of past, present, uh, and well, I guess you can't watch future yet, but uh, that are coming out and, and talk about them and kind of just build up that, um, you know, that community spirit where everyone's able to com uh, commit uh, to sharing about movies and books eventually that they love and uh, tell more about them and, and have uh, actual like fireside chat, I guess would be, be the best way to describe it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is, when we're impacted by these kind of movies or films, there is so much to talk about, and we want to talk about it, but not everybody is crazy about talking about this. Like, like so, for example, I'm thinking here of, uh, I just had, I just had the, uh, the movie, uh, the movie in mind. So, like, okay, so with the Aliens remake, right? So, I had Prometheus, and then the second one, the second one that came after Prometheus, oh, what, what was the name of that uh, one? Jeez, <laughs> I can't think of it. I know, I know the movie. I just, it's, it's escaping me. Um, so, uh, okay, it's gonna like pop up. But the thing is, so I remember watching that film, and I thought it was actually better than the Prometheus, pre, the, the pre, pre, uh, Prometheus. At the same time, when I watched it, the themes that were going through the movie, right, it had me thinking. So it was an imperfect movie. It was not perfect, and at the same time, there was a lot of depth to it but it just didn't come together. But the themes from the movie and some of the takeaways, I really wanted to explore more. And there's really only one person that I have within my uh, sort of uh, close network or, you know, get together at different, uh, different times throughout the year. It's like the person that probably I could talk about or about these and be like, hey, what'd you think about this? what do you think about this concept? how do you think that, you know, they came off on this? This is a really interesting idea, um, but, you know, it, like there's no real place to go and kind of talk with that. But at the same time, like uh, to be able to, to be in community with other people that really kind of get that. Or like, imagine talking about Clockwork Orange, right? Or like Space Odyssey, or we have like upcoming movies, like, or was it Akira? Not Akira. Uh, Alita, um, Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. Yes. So like for upcoming movies, like, okay, yeah, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm really looking forward to this movie. But what about, like, what is it that you're really interested like? talk about it like you really said oh this thing and you know so um so yeah it sounds like there would really be something significant and because these really get to the like the soul of people in a way like if we can explore more of that together like we will all grow and creatively grow and then find probably new new um new films and things like that and new concepts uh so it'll be pretty cool so that was kind of the thought and yeah so um yeah so we were thinking really in this case of doing a live recorded uh, podcast that essentially is broadcast into the community here so everybody that's here will be able to actually view it while it's happening right um, if we happen to be on location somewhere or something like that maybe it's put out afterwards but then we would video it so people could see it in the community and participate and then we can upload the audio into an actual like podcast we don't have the name for it yet uh, but ultimately, like, so for example, if like Janae uh, lives kind of in the same area as me, obviously David is in North Carolina, uh, but Janae and I, for example, could like 
get together, go check out that film or like get together, have coffee. And then basically we can talk about the film on a three-way call and then make a podcast out of it, broadcast it out. And, you know, it'd be really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that just, when I was reading that, when we were talking about that this morning, I was like, wow, that sounds like that'd be so much fun because you know, there's just uh, so, so many podcasts out there, but not a lot that I've found that really go in depth on movies and uh, you know, uh, especially science fiction. Um, and so you know, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, I love talking about movies. I, I sometimes drive my friends at work uh, crazy because I'll start talking about something. They're like, you really like this. And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, one thing probably too, is that as this is kind of, this would kind of be almost a meeting place because we can almost have this as a place too, for people to really help to create the experience. So like, you know, we can probably put things out there too for what is it that somebody might want to speak about or what kind of questions, you know, like there's you know, what Ebert and Roper, right? Uh, that was years ago. So like, would we give like two thumbs up? Would we give it like whatever, or what, what types of things would we review with it? What kind of questions, you know, you know, I don't know. So different things like that, maybe with trailers, we'll have a like watch parties to be able to talk about things. And then, um, yeah, so Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, um, you know, and, and exploring that more and, you know, uh, you know, and then we can maybe even organize uh, other people to uh, to join in as well, you know, or to to do their own, you know, and, and kind of have a community where everybody can add to it as well. Sounds phenomenal. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, you know, thank you. I mean, everybody for, for listening, for tuning in. And, um, I mean, I'm going to post a link on here, uh, for, uh, pre-orders as well for the book where you can actually go ahead and, and pre pre-order it. Uh, it's a preset PayPal link. And, um, that way, uh, you know, you just send your information. Once I get my copies in, I will sign them and mail them to you. And, uh, and of course, share this out. If anybody you know is interested in the book, um, I'll also be sharing it on my Facebook page on LinkedIn as well. Um, and, you know, I'm just really super excited for this book. Every time I get a new set of chapters from the editor uh, that's working on them, uh, David Lomax, he's in uh, Hong Kong. Every time I get a new set of chapters, I'm always super excited to read. And I, instantly add them into the book so pretty much once he sends me chapter 50 i've literally just got to hit publish i mean i've got everything else ready the forwards in place the the paging you know everything's done so i mean we are so close to having this book out hopefully by the the end of the month uh first week of february worst case scenario um and then i'll have to wait a couple weeks to actually get the actual physical books in my hands um but you know i'm just Super stoked about this. I've got actually another book uh, coming out as well, which I'll be sharing that out in the community, hopefully tomorrow or the next day, another short story. Um, so, you know, just really thrilled to be doing this and, and um, you know, bringing back good science fiction novels. <laughs> or at least trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely. Well, you're on the right track. And I think for sure in this book, it recaptures it. So. Excited to be part of this, and yeah, so let's uh, let's review some movies together, Absolutely. some sci-fi yes. movies, and we will two thumbs add up on. <laughs> or down. <laughs> we'll see for sure. All right, well, 
thank you uh, so much, Errol, for coming on with me, man. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. In a few seconds, I'll get this posted out and I'll get the link in this live video. I'm going to try and send it right now and see if it works. I think maybe. I don't know. There's a little bit of a delay, but we'll see if that was the right one. <laughs> but uh, if not, I'll get in the right cool. chat. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been really fun and it's been exciting. This is my first live with another person uh, that I've hosted. <laughs> so, so a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, David. Well, appreciate you, sir. And appreciate everybody here out in the community. Continue to build. And we've got a, a good thing going here uh, for community. You got to build on it. It can help us all in so many, many different ways and help feed our creative mind, which is being starved by Hollywood right now, by the way. So anyways, yes. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.